When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host who's going to spice up your life, Sarah Ferguson. (laughs) Oh, oh, Jessica, I just want to be your BFF forever (laughs) so that two become one in this podcast world. Mm -hmm. Say, Say you'll be there, Jessica. (laughs) those what three references in one (laughs) yeah do Um, it you nailed it uh we're here to talk forever baby yeah we're here to talk about spice world in case you couldn't tell by all of that nonsense but of course we're not alone because as you may know just by our accents alone we're not from the lovely place that's called the uk we're not from britain we're in america and so we needed our british correspondent the only only Stuart to join us because he knows Spice Girls better than, well, certainly better than I do, I will say. Somewhat debatable, but uh, I'll certainly give it a go. <laughs> I know very little, Stuart. I think you'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, okay, perhaps this is the kind of, like, uh, Britishness taking over here, but, like, those were an intense couple of years. Like, we were all young and stuff like that, but it was formative. Very. Huge, like changing the world kind of things thanks to the spice girls we've got like equal rights for the sexes girl power <laughs> became a thing yeah like women's suffrage just increased just because of their presence yeah. like that's how it works right i'm pretty sure really? that they led the revolution and ensured women voting that's yes. what mary poppins was about right that's what they <laughs> yeah, were picketing about mary poppins notoriously released after this film yes <laughs> yeah yep uh-huh no, I mean, the thing, I think the reason that I wasn't a huge Spice Girls person is because I, like, 
just missed the boat on it. I think I'm like ever so slightly too young for it. Stop because- right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, okay I at least understand those references. All right, go for it. But the thing is, is like this movie came out in 97. So I was six years old when this movie came out, which means I assume that Spice Girls was like the height of their popularity when they made this movie. And if that is correct, I was a little too young to be listening to their music at that point in time because I did not control the radio in the car. Stuart's doing math. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm doing math, and I'm also like, well, firstly, I'm doing maths. Uh, let's get that correct. Oh, uh, first I'm and sorry. foremost. I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm also just recollecting back. Yeah, this film was released, and I was 11. So yeah, you're, you're like the right me... age for it, is what I'm saying, right? Like this is like the teen tween type of like that's oh, their yeah. target audience. I so have, even I like have, a 10 year old would make. Sense. I have strong memories of like when like this came out and the kind of the hype that led up to it and stuff i remember being like the school playground and all the girls would be off in their like kind of groups of five and then they'll be like no 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 i'm ginger spice no i'm so what is the like what is the one that everyone wanted to be because we have ginger baby posh scary and sporty so what are the what is the one that like everyone wanted to be well sis it really depends on what kind of kids you were like that's kind of a broad question i'm assuming i'm assuming you wanted to be baby spice of course i did there you go of course i did so can i well first and foremost like i was a very big spice girls fan i think that they were definitely my favorite girl group growing up. I was a big boy band girl group fan growing up. Um, all the pop music of that generation, I really loved. So um, so I think like Spice Girls were, was probably first for me. And around the same time, I started really enjoying Backstreet Boys. And it was like a big thing to like Backstreet Boys over in sync in my day and age. And funny that you said that Stuart, because um that is exactly what we used to do on the playground we would gather in groups and each of us would be assigned a role and we would do the little dances i specifically remember doing it for spice world but i even remember doing that for the irish girl group bewitched now uh do you remember Uh-oh. bewitched Absolutely. Denim on denim. Hey, boy, sitting in the tree, coming to the Something like that. It's like they're here with us right now. Hey, girls. And then blame it on, but I think like because blame it on the weatherman was like my favorite. Blame it on the weatherman. Something. I know the okay, so I don't know the words anymore. So good, but I used Sarah, to. Like, but we used to get assigned characters, and it really was horrible when you did not get the people that you wanted. Like the time where, on recess in recess, we all imaginarily married a Backstreet Boy, and I got the worst one, and I was Devo. Which which one is the worst one? Um, I don't we know the know. one that looks like a grosso chris <laughs> or is that in sync what it looks like a grosso i think you mean kevin mm. kevin's the one with the goatee oh my god so <laughs> i don't know i to be honest with you i might have not even gotten a backstreet boy i was so unpopular <laughs> oh my uh, god. um Tragic. so yeah 
huge, huge Spice Girls fan, and I really loved the music. I definitely had the CDs, and I definitely remember when Spice Spice World came out because, I mean, like I've told you this story, Jessica, but I had a full mental breakdown when Spice World came out um, on DVD and video. I think you, I feel like it was you only told- video. It was well, oh VHS VHS yeah <laughs> um yeah didn't you like beg your mom to go get it or something okay so the thing was this is the story mm-hmm. it was coming out probably on a Friday as movies do and the plan was at my household that we were going to go pick it up from the local video store and buy it there however I wanted to buy it before school. Because I was really, 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 really worried it was going to get sold out right from under me. And I would Uh not be able to get it. And that would have been earth-shatteringly horrible for me. So I was like, please, mom, please, can we please go and um, go to the video store before school? And she's like, no. And I was like, I flipped out, like full, like crying, mental breakdown, like upset and i was had to be eight nine years old okay um and i was just like i am so like upset and my mom said no and long story short uh i did not get to go and we went after school and it was there and it was fine and i got it so (laughs) the thing is though looking back back then like if it did sell out which was a possibility considering Mm -hmm. their popularity that would be it you, there's no like going online and like watching it and stuff yes, like that. Yeah. It was sold out. That was it. Nothing. It was yeah. a big deal. It, yeah, it wasn't like there was Amazon.com that you can just order it or pre order <laughs> it. Blockbuster, like they were not reliable. Like, goodness mm-hmm. knows. So the panic in my little soul about missing the movie. And you know what? Like, if I was a parent, I don't want to like mom shame my mom or anything, <laughs> but I said I would just make it like a special day with my daughter and like buy the dumb movie and watch mm-hmm. the dumb movie with her because you yeah. know, like that's something that that could have been what did what did the kids say? Core memories, thanks to that's what that's from uh, Inside Out, yeah. But that's what everybody says. They would oh, like make a core memory, like I could oh, the kids, it could have been like a core memory for my yeah. mother and I, but no, I remember just crying. But I, I don't mom shame, so devastating. So, um, yeah, any, anyway, I mean, this was very long winded, but long story short, yeah, duh, I wanted to be baby spice. Like, well, the thing was, so the, by the time I knew like who the spice girls were and like understood everything, I probably would have picked either like ginger or sporty, like of of those two, because I always wanted red hair. So I probably really would have wanted to be ginger. But let me bring up. So this just gives you a, a general idea of like the timing of everything. So this came out in 97, which is, again, probably at the height of their popularity. I got really, I wasn't into like pop music. I was, I got really into like Britney Spears, um, uh, Backstreet Boys, all of them. But I remember in, I think it was, it was elementary school. So it probably was like fifth grade or some around there, maybe a little younger. There was like this, we had to do a lip sync competition and you had to pick a song to do at the lip sync. And the song that I, we didn't end up doing it, but the song I originally wanted us to do was by a American pop girl group 
named Dream. And I don't know if either of you know this band. Because no, it is we like know Dream. It is so like they had like one single, but I had their whole CD and I loved them. And their song that I wanted to do, which was their like most popular song, was He Loves You Not. And the he U is me. literally the yell the letter not. U. Yeah, no. that's it. No matter what I do. He's never going to, no matter what you do, he's, he's never going to be with, with you. you. He's into me. He's got, yeah. he loves me. He loves you not. Yeah. Do you know this? It's sadly ringing a bell. Like yeah. this. <laughs> so this was like, this was like my version of Spice Girls because I, like I said, budget. like. No, budget. Budget. Yeah. Listen. That is the Spice Girls at home. Albany, New York version. <laughs> Listen, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, by the time I was into pop music, like, Spice Girls, I think, probably had broken up by that point, I assume. Um, so I never really got into Spice Girls, but I'm like, you know, I know the, the main hits. I know enough of Tell Me What You Want, What You Really, Really Want, you know? Like, I know enough of it to get by. Mm -hmm. I had never seen this movie, and... <laughs> It's truly unhinged for someone who is not super familiar with everything Spice Girls. There is so many random ass things that happen in this film. And the amount of famous people in this movie is frankly not okay for what this movie is, in my opinion. <laughs> Sarah is very upset. I'm sick to my stomach. That. Why I mean, are you being so mean? Okay, first of all, we need to talk about the fact that this movie is not available oh. anywhere. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yes. So, so I this is not the first time that I've made Jessica watch Spice World, actually. Yeah, the last time, though, I will say I was working, so I wasn't, like, watching, a, watching. Yeah, I wasn't, I made like, watching, you watch watching. it, though. Like, I don't. You did. I said, because you had never seen it before. So yeah. I remember fighting the good fight. What was that? Like a year, year and a half ago, yeah, trying probably. to find Spice World. And where I wound up finding it was some random dude posting the entire movie in freakishly good quality on his Facebook. So, and that's the link. So it yeah. is available. Yeah, the um, only problem is all the songs are muted because it's copyright stricken. So you have to like pull up the songs on like YouTube, which I was trying to do throughout the film. Anytime it would like go quiet, I would have to go Google like, oh, this scene from yeah, the movie. But it wasn't like that a year and a half ago. No. That was a new update. So, so someone is out there fighting the good fight for the Spice Girls Somebody, to get their I, yeah. money. So like we had our two speculations, like either number one, they are um you know wanting to get their dime or their pence which i respect mm -hmm. right or uh victoria beckham was like fuck no that's not happening <laughs> like yeah. you will not Posh is like absolutely not you will not see this <laughs> she is purging in. it from the internet I she feel, is like i, I don't want any association <laughs> with it anymore i'm gonna get rid of this one facebook video and that will suffice <laughs> uh so Stuart, how many times do you think you've seen this movie like are you a big spice world fan so um i have a rather vague memory of seeing it at the cinema when it first came out um because i remember the end credit scene and being like oh, they're actually talking to people in the cinema 
because being a naive kid, you actually think that perhaps it maybe is a live stream. Um, yeah. But yeah, stupid. Um, and I think over the number of years, like maybe I caught a repeat on TV or something like that at some point. Like mm-hmm. it feels like I've watched it multiple times because I, I, when it came to watch it again recently, I was remembering everything rather vividly. Now, since it has come back up in the kind of zeitgeist of us all talking about that. I have the shame to admit that I this is the third time I've watched it in the last year. Yeah. Because multiple yeah. people have come to me and said, I need to watch this film. And I've just gone, well, I happen to have a copy for some like sort of unbelievable reason to me. And then we watch it. And I must admit, the last time that we did watch it, we did watch it in a kind of successive marathon of awful films. So we watched Tommy Wiseau's The Room and then Spice World. And I've got to say, the two, they blend together perfectly. It's wonderful. Oh, it's art. <laughs> oh, yeah, completely. So you have it on DVD? I have a certain copy somehow, but yeah. Oh, you have your <laughs> a copy. Yeah, a copy. I got well, it. I was I was reliably informed by because so my brother he does a lot of like um mid nineties kind of like collection stuff. He doesn't like action figures and things like that. So he's quite Ooh. like attuned to certain things of nostalgia that go up in value. And um, before I left uh, my family home today, and uh, I was telling him like what I was doing later on, he goes, "Oh, if you happen to find the VHS of that, it's actually quite valuable these days." And I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, you can't find it anywhere." And I was like, oh, well, "Yeah, posh tell, tell space." Yeah, because Victoria Beckham <laughs> has a whole basement she's, full of it. Exactly, she's burned them in a big fiery in blaze. The vault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, I do have to ask you: Do you want to take yeah. any guesses on uh, what? this uh what rating what rating it has on imdb as 10 uh 3.4 you're very close it is a 3.6 i'm which so is so good hopeful. at this every single time i you're always guess i don't know why i'm very talented uh they, you know they just don't understand you know they don't understand it's an abstract film it is kind of like <laughs> french um you know french film making from the early 1900s and if you're not sophisticated to understand it then that's on you that's on you um also (laughs) can we why did we Uh... not um talk about like who everybody else's favorite was oh sorry uh stewart who's your favorite spice girl i already said ginger i would have been ginger yeah jerry as well there's something about like the fact that jerry was just the probably one of the louder ones and one of the outspoken ones yeah Jerry's so relatable such relatable content um mm-hmm. the one who like i couldn't have picked out of a lineup like i mean i could pick some of them out of a lineup i know enough about mel b just because she's like been around she's been on a decent a bit of stuff so i've seen her before had absolutely no idea there was a second mel like I, I wouldn't have been able to pick Sporty Spice out of a lineup of people. Oh, I just, this is wild. Okay, to be honest with you, Sporty Spice Mel C is arguably the most talented singer out of the bunch by oh, far. Oh well, good. Harry's them. Yeah, and like she, I don't like she is so gorgeous, and like they, like I just like didn't see it as a kid because she was in those like Adidas like uh um, well, she got screwed in the in the clothing pants. department yeah she, like, like really got screwed but she's like so remarkably beautiful did um, she get screwed though because i mean you've got the others kind of wearing little goose dresses little goose dresses and then you've got like mel c who's just rocking around in like trackies 
the most comfortable of all of them. Okay, I well, think, she's comfortable. Okay, so that, that but... was the thing. Like, as a little girl who liked Barbies and liked, you know, the extra things in life, I was most, like, drawn to somebody like a Baby Spice or a Ginger or even like posh wasn't really on my radar but like now i appreciate like who she is in the zeitgeist of the world but like i you know i wasn't like drawn to the to the woman who is in the windbreaker pants but you're right like she was definitely make that the most noise comfortable. The... when yeah. you walk to near a kid I yeah. mean, I wore them a lot. But... Also, she sang this song called I Turn to You, and that is the boppiest bop. So good. Um, Should we talk about the other famous people that are in this film that have really, it's ridiculous? Elton John okay. makes an appearance. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, Alan Cumming. Yes. Alan Cumming is also in my, like, if I had to pick an equivalent to spice world that i was obsessed with as a kid it was josie and the pussy pussycats and it was the one with alan coming in it i loved josie and the pussycats and he was he was in it too but in a very different role than in in this film um who else stephen fry isn't i missed him apparently but that's why yeah he's the judge that sentences them at one point <laughs> there's his uh comedy <sighs> counterpart hugh laurie who's uh in the kind of like uh, murder mystery kind of fantasy thing where Emma Bunton's mm-hmm. like murdering people thing. Yeah. Roger Meatloaf. Moore. Meatloaf. Meatloaf so as meatloaf. the bus driver. We gotta love Meatloaf. Insane. Yeah, I mean, Truly anybody unhinged. who's anybody is in this film. So, Sarah, what, ha- <laughs> what, okay, what happens what in happens? this movie? Now, okay, so, I will tell you what happens is <sighs> kind of like cats where there's definitely a storyline but it's a little hard to digest through yeah it just seems like they're running from place to place so the abstract thing is a film production company of two guys have no clue what their names are doesn't matter dude one and two dude two would like to make a movie about the spice girls who is the biggest thing in the world right now right and they want to make a movie about it about them so they throughout are proposing different movie ideas so that's one piece of the puzzle the next piece of the puzzle is that we have a documentary crew following the spice girls who are Mm -hmm. making a totally separate movie so just totally separate yeah and then on top of that we have the british media who stewart as you can attest to this, they're the big enemy the worst. in the UK. The literal they're, worst. They're, they're the literal worst. So the villain of this sh- this movie is actually the British media, which totally mm. tracks. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to take down the Spice Girls. And like, what, at one yeah. point, they're like, oh, is the Pope Catholic? And they're like, they're questioning the sanctity of the Pope. <laughs> well, so like, I feel as though in the day and age of especially, you know, the Meghan Markles and the Prince Harry's and, you know, even before that, Diana in the 90s, they would 
literally tap into whatever they could. There was no limits and take out of context headlines and post them to just sell papers and make money. Like that's what the British media does. So it actually makes sense that the the whole thing. So the whole thing is that they're trying to grab these headlines to like, they don't really want the Spice Girls to break up. They want to like get a snippet Mm-hmm. of some sort of discussion to put that out there to sell papers and magazines and on top of that they just like want to ride the spice girl train mm-hmm. they are the victims in all of this of course the spice Girls. even the though they drove that bus <laughs> like, yeah i mean they were terrorists basically <laughs> murdering people yeah. now <laughs> I mean, technically, meat life drive, drive that bus. Most of the time. Most of the time. Okay. So there's all of that. Then we also have, like, an SNL skit, like, every 10 minutes. Yeah. So the Spice Girls love a skit. They definitely went to improv class because we got all of our skits. Stuart uh-huh. mentioned the murder mystery one. There's the one where they're all, like, pretending to be pregnant, and then they start to sing Mama. Yeah. I- <laughs> But we got it. Can we talk about the alien one? Because that oh. was the one I was most no. That by. that's canon. That actually happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's not a that's skit. not a skit. We, that was that was captured by the documentary team. That happened. Yeah. yeah. We have daydreams, Jessica, which are the skits, uh-huh. and then we have like actual real life things. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um. So the alien. If you want to talk about the alien now, what it is is that the Spice Girls are so big that they even have reached intergalactic fame so the aliens like found found out where the spice girls were going mm-hmm. came down to earth to try to get tickets but unfortunately just like the taylor swift concert it's sold out <laughs> everywhere and they can't get in can you imagine taylor swift making i mean she's made documentaries we know we've watched them mm-hmm. uh can you imagine her making a movie like this though like <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I can I cannot. Yeah. So so Stuart, like, would you give the alien a ticket to your show, especially because he's such a big fan that he wants his belly signed? Um, I said Stuart. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I I part of me wants to kind of uh, respect the fact that he wants to get his belly signed, but equally, I mean, like, book him early. Like, you knew you should book them early. The alien admitted that they should have booked mm-hmm. them early, and chose not to get to the back of the queue man wait <laughs> do you think that the the alien should try to just scalp tickets i mean good luck with that i tried scalping tickets for the royal albert hall and it's a dicey endeavor uh <laughs> limited capacity yeah uh, kind of choppyish audio for anything that isn't classical uh how many, yeah how many seats in that theater a good few thousand um but it's all like a, it's like a big um, almost like an amphitheater so it's all What's like the in the round um musical theater that london or england has so if we're talking um so when that was filmed the old like london docklands arena um would have still been there i think that was like a good few thousand the o2 wasn't a thing um which is like the uh millennium dome which is like kind of like the fabric roofed building that's kind of like quite notorious uh these days that was built for the millennium 
And oh, as much as this pains me to say, this was before the millennium and that old. Um, so I think probably at this point, it's like maybe like Wembley Arena, which is like in the 15,000 range. Okay, that's a lot. But like not when, once again, Miss Taylor Swift and Beyonce are selling out $70,000 theaters or stadiums rather. I mean, we're talking about it on a different level. I mean, if Taylor was to put out a film like this, I wonder if she'd be playing to such large audiences. <laughs> rude. Very, very rude. So, okay, so it's on the aliens. The aliens definitely should have booked their tickets early. They should have maybe money orders or the Western Union was problemsome back in the day. <laughs> but, like, they should have figured it out. It's on the aliens. Now, well, Jessica... And- Jessica, and what do you want to say about the aliens? They groped Scary Spice's boob. That is true. Big old handful. Aliens don't have um, Earth's, uh, you know, social. Yeah, it was upsetting. Very upsetting. Yeah, uh, I would have been out of there. But yeah, they're very kind to the aliens. Um, that was yeah. one of the more. It was. Confusing moments of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that that was a little left of center. I will say that I did get scared when I was a kid. (laughs) No, a little bit. Like I still don't like that creepy music. Were you reassured when the Spice Girls suddenly um, understood the alien language? Because I mean, I I for one was baffled. (laughs) Because I'll tell you why. Girl power is intergalactic as well. Of course. How naive of me. Also, am I supposed to know who their pregnant friend was? Like, no, is this someone? Am... Okay, actually, this is like my biggest gripe. Who the hell is this? Who I don't, cares? I, She's I not don't a spice know. girl. No I, don't, I, I don't know, but like, they really wanted us to care about their like, pregnant friend. But our, our pregnant friend, and like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the last people I want helping me give birth to my child are the spice girls when sporty spice is just like, if you sneeze, it'll just pop out. Or scary spice. Bad One medical advice. That. Bad, bad, they bad. Were, they were advice. awful. I was like, what are they doing here? Like, these people do not seem like the people I want around when I'm giving birth. I don't know why they're so obsessed with the pregnant friend. I don't know either. She's not a spice girl. She didn't even seem like a good time. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> this is so rough. I mean,. <laughs> She's she, her friends have gone on to become absolute superstars, and she's left pregnant, and her boyfriend's left. She's not having a great time, and now you two are dragging her. I feel so sad. Well, because she's kind of pointless in terms of like, what is her role in the movie? But her role is to be the person who are like, oh, but we love our friend, and we want to hang out with her and be there for the birth of her baby, and everyone is like, but you can't because you have some fancy dancy show to put on my favorite part is when when like somebody was like we want to go hang out with nicola our pregnant friend and some like the manager was like no you have to be x y and z and the girls are like later on we're like we're the worst friends we haven't spent any time with our friend nicola and i'm like you have constantly been with Nicola for the (laughs) last like three months and you're supposed to be on a world tour also they're rich enough to like pay to have other people hang out with Nicola. You know what oh. I mean? Like, oh no. <laughs> they have so okay, much money. They're all equal parts godmother. Do you buy in? 
I feel like if you're going to have five godmothers, then that's like one-fifth of the amount of effort. And it seems mm. that they're all putting it in. It's all kind of for virtue. They're all just saying it. They're not actually it, yes. being there. This is the other thing I don't understand. Okay. The godparent thing has always confused me because, like, if you grow up, like, Christian, it's supposed to be, like, they teach you about God. Whereas now it feels like it's instead changed into, like, if I die, this person gets my baby. And, like, if you have five people fighting over one baby, like, the math doesn't work. I just, I don't understand any of this. Also, every time I heard Nicholas' name, all I can think of. There are these commercials. Ricola. Yes. The, there's a cough drop called Ricola. And back in the day, it would be like, Ricola, like on the commercial. And that's all I could think of anytime I heard her name. So. Yeah. I mean, now that you say it, of course. Is Re- is Nicola a popular British name, Stuart? I mean, I am just listening to you say Nicola, like kind of, it's, it's just Nicola. <laughs> like... Oh, uh, no, we're putting an Italian spin on it. It's Nicola. It's, what? Why? Nicola. I don't, I don't know. Get your pasta. Nicola. A little parmesan. Okay, so um, she is played yeah. by Nioko Mori, and Nioko Mori has been in Doctor Who. She's been in Absolutely Famous. She's been in Everest. She's been at Comic Con, apparently, in 2008. <laughs> um, you said as if it's a movie she's been at comic-con 15 years ago wait shut up it's two, 2008 was 15 years girl, ago. girl get it together it's 2023 oh no we're all old okay oh, we all no. are getting gray hairs it's fine mm, i'm Is not it? your hairdresser tells you that but you know she's just no i asked her to tell me the truth um so (laughs) she's also a video game voice actress so she's working actively and uh this was only the second pro well uh, no not the second project the second movie she's ever been in um aim higher neoko just saying (laughs) aim higher um I will say the bus was pretty great. Like that bus was oh, very cool with okay. spice on the top. Very cool. Okay. So this, this is what I lived for when I was a kid. I was and still am very fascinated by the bus because obviously the bus is an optical illusion because it just looks like a standard tour bus. But then when you go in, it's like a, a place of dreams. And I loved it. And I love, 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 love that each woman gets her own area that is designed for their aesthetic and taste. And I was obsessed with the bus. The bus is iconic. I mean, it's bigger on the inside. Um, If Doctor Who had the bus instead of a little police box, maybe it'd be a bit more entertaining. But, like, you think about it and then, like, health and safety is a nightmare here. No one's wearing seat belts. They're all yeah. walking around in platforms so they're like as big as their heads. Yeah. Someone's going to end up injured surely at some point, but somehow they pull it off. Wild. Did you like what would you want, Stuart, in your section of the bus? Oh, that's a really good question. I mean, you got to have like I think I'd probably still some elements of what some of them have got i think like the big bean bags mm-hmm. like you gotta make it cozy as like 
um, a buttload of tea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I'm going to live up to the stereotype. Um, <laughs> so have? Emma had a, had a swing. Are you big on swings? Not particularly. Kind yeah. of fell out of that when, you know, I became an adult. I don't mind. <laughs> she really does play into the baby spice of she it really all. Does. She really does. She really does. Absolutely go to hell for the whole thing of <gasps> when I'm 30. I was like, yeah, I took that as a personal slight, Emma. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> very, very rude, Emma. Um, so she had the swing and a bunch of stuffed animals. We had sporty spice. Um, Mel C got the uh exercise bike um uh, and got to like spin which Mm -hmm. is like oh my gosh what a peloton queen i wonder what her peloton score is uh we have i think like i'm most interested in victoria's because she gets a mini runway and big mirrors and big closets so she can like really do her fashion shows Mm -hmm. loved that uh Ginger had this like red lips couch. Is Ginger's thing just that she's like is everything red? Yeah, I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure her thing is just that. Because like the other ones, hair. it's more it's less about looks and it's more, more about their personality. Like, personality. But like, what does Ginger get then? Because posh is posh, baby's a baby. Um, sporty is sporty. Scary feels racist. Um, but also I don't, I don't know. Like, is she into spooky things? I don't know enough about the Spice Girls. Doesn't seem like it. I don't know. Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? Book of the Month made it really easy because Book of the Month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books and I'm like, I I, I get I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. Yeah, and we also, um, I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the the books that we got, it was like beautiful, high quality hardcover books plus free shipping, which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48 hour time period. It had twists, it had turns, kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. <laughs> so tell me what you liked about the book then. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really good and I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have um, but the great thing is Sarah is that listeners can sign up for book of the month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code pedals for just five dollars wow what a deal check out book of the month club for all of your reading needs Yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. 
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. I will say my favorite hair, besides I love the color of Ginger's hair, is Baby always has these like very cute like pigtail things that I think are adorable. Yeah. Um, and I love scare, uh, Scary Spice's hair. Um, Mel, Mel B. Mel B. Yeah. Her hair always looks really good. Okay. How did the Spice Girls get their nicknames? Did you just Google this? Yeah, we're just Googling. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, okay. Glamour is really slow at loading. Glamour <laughs> magazine is so rude. Okay. So, um, Mel B said that it was all down to a quote unquote lazy journalist. It was actually a lazy journalist that couldn't be bothered to remember all of our names. So he just gave us nicknames. And we're like, oh, that kind of works. I don't mind my name. Do you like your name? Uh, and they were like, okay, let's go for it. Um, what the heck? Um, huh. That, yeah, uh, this site's as, like, you know, scary kind of just seems like a racist trope. Um, and she said, Melby uh, says, I'm very kind of in your face. I was even more so back then. I was like 17, 18. I was like, hey, what do you want? So I guess I could have come off as scary, but I like my name. So hmm. I guess this also feels like very early 90s and like in a way where like we always put people in these boxes. So like yeah. Mary Kate and Ashley, Mary Kate was the sporty one. Ashley was the girly one. Like mm -hmm. everyone had their role, like even in like boy bands, right? Like this one's the heartthrob. This one's the sensitive one. Like everyone had their roles that they were forced to like stick to, even though obviously we're all very like nuanced three-dimensional people. So it makes sense that like, oh, this one's going to be this one and we're going to dress them this way and they have to act this way and their part on the bus is going to have a Peloton because they love running. You know, like it does make sense for the time. But I was just curious. That makes sense though that it was some kind of journalist that was just like, I don't know these people's names. Let's just... I, I do want to say that I do think that it could have been like racially charged by the once again the British media and that really fucking sucks. Just saying. So, but yeah. that's the British media for you. Yep. But the thing is, what I kind of like about the nicknames, at least, is that at least in this film, and this is where I think I'm going to get into uh, my kind of, I think the film is great uh, kind of like mindset, is that they're so in on the joke and they're kind of yeah. like turning around because they're playing into it. Like the whole like kind of died, like, like they had a hand in like kind of writing the film and like coming up with like kind of what it was going to be about and stuff like that. And so in putting all of this in, they're like, we're in on the joke. We're laughing more at you guys for buying into the brand than we are for like projecting it and stuff like that. Which is why I kind of like, as much mm. as perhaps it the, the names um, probably came from a place of like kind of uh, something kind of like distasteful and mocking. Yeah, they've now taken ownership of it. 
and which is kind of like all, all part of their yeah. spiel really yeah and yeah. like like you said like they really took it back right like if is if someone else is cool with being called that i and like it did right it got them popular because like to your point sarah like everyone was like i want to be baby because i have blonde hair i want to be posh because i want to be fancy or i'm extra girly or whatever like it did like no doubt it helped them in their popularity and like oh, yeah, totally. allowing young viewers to like connect with them because it was easier to distinguish them you know uh which is a lot of like i think you could point to a lot of kind of pop groups and say the same thing everyone played a certain role um like remember when justin timberlake was the heartthrob with the ramen hair like that was a time yeah i never forget um i want to <laughs> know what you thought of the sexy dancers did you enjoy that um i mean the answer is no <laughs> But the answer is no. The answer is no. Like but... I agreed with them. Like when you have, like I did, like the one who makes his like pecs bounce or whatever when they oh, were. That was, that was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that was scary. But spice. like I was a little scared with the amount of like thrusting and movement that was happening. That like yeah. a rogue something or other was gonna pop out of the teeny tiny shorts. I mean, you probably, know? probably. What about the butt shot? Yeah. That was compromise. <laughs> I felt compromised watching it. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, How about my other favorite scene, Stuart, when they had to go to drill camp, dance camp, <laughs> and they all had to oh wear little God. army outfits and everybody had to get dressed as like a little army worker except for posh who had to get the mini dress and they had to do the um obstacle course except for posh who was still in her heels um i i loved this it was also such a memorable thing for me that i was like this is my favorite scene aside from my other favorite scenes <laughs> like the bus thing <laughs> I mean, it's kind of iconic. I mean, this is the perfect example of Victoria Beckham being in on the joke um, on the most of like the whole kind yeah. of like posh and not like kind of playing into it. She's got like a really, um, I wouldn't say like dark sense of humor. Like she's got a really kind of like almost camp sense of humor, Victoria Beckham. And this is like perfectly displaying it. The drill sergeant, um, you probably don't recognize. He's kind of, um, at least back in the day, was um, a really famous um presenter uh, by the name of Michael Barrymore who had a bit of a like kind of downfall what with someone appearing dead in his swimming pool due to a party oh, and all this kind of like weird stuff that's going on with that him suing what? the press vice versa and all these weird kind of things um but yeah back in the day that would have like absolutely popped all of the uh parents watching because he was like kind of that kind of generation everyone thought he was hilarious um, his whole scene, though, where he's like giving them dance, like choreography instructions and things, and like kind of almost like ad libbing something, is just weird. Though I don't think it kind of like translates to now at all. Um, but yeah, the assault course afterwards was just brilliant, especially when they kind of like are all marching through in their outfits. They emerge from the next shot, all in the uh, the. Um, the camouflage gear and then yeah posh just comes out in the mini dress camo one it's just yeah brilliant 
Yeah, it feels like the costumer on this movie really had their work cut out for them with just the Mm -hmm. number of, like, outfit changes in this film. They're always kind of going from one thing to the next. And I do do have to say, there is something to be said about the, like, 90s and everyone wearing, like, the same color, but all, like, different cuts. You know what I mean? I really, like, miss that that about the 90s. I know it's kind of silly, but, like, all the boy bands did it, too, where they'd wear, like, matching things. But, like, oh, uh, it reminds me kind of of nowadays if you have – if you get married and you have bridesmaids, like, having the same color dress, but everyone can wear a different style. Kind of – maybe that's how it's evolved. Yeah. Cohesion. We all have to be in the same thing. You don't want to look like – who's the the girl band that always looks so ragtag? Is it – fifth harmony which one's the one that no 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 no. the one that yes it is it's fifth harmony so it's really really funny if you look at like fifth harmony um (laughs) like google fifth harmony red carpet all of their photos always look like they're going somewhere else oh like they always look like one person looks like she's going to the club the other person looks like she here this is such a good example i'm going to share my screen i guess that like it's just like hold on fifth harmony share do you see it do you see this photo this photo yeah, none of them look like okay. they're even so, going okay, to the so same Camilla, events. Exactly. Camila Cabejo is wearing like this like tight little dress. This one on the end is like freaking going to brunch with her friends. This one looks like she just went to the bar. Like what the frick? And then like she, I don't know who she is. Like she looks like really done up, like going to a cocktail party. Like this one's not as bad, but like they always look like like what is happening here? Like this one is going to a gala. This one is never getting the email about what she's supposed to wear ever. Like she looks like she just went through sorority <laughs> initiation. This yeah. one looks like she's going on like a hot date. Like what the frick? So yeah, you have to have you have to be cohesive. Yeah. Pop group styling has really kind of like started lacking completely. Because it's like, it started out with uh, like all these groups being coordinated, having their different things. Um, so all the, they, they'd have like all these like uniform um, uniforms, they'd all have their like different colors and things like that. And then it all went to poop because of Destiny's Child with Tina Knowles absolutely mm. say, using the same fabric and different cuts. And everyone then rejected it. And now it became this mess that now fifth harmony display at the moment it's wild mm, yeah well i mean fifth harmony is broken because camilla cabejo is like i don't need you people i am sean mendez i can go to coachella and people don't bother me and i can make out right in the middle of everywhere and i'm bfs with with tons of people um okay i'm starting to go off on pop culture again <laughs> i mean it sounds like this movie so that's perfectly fine uh yeah so okay so then let's like circle back around because we are presenting as the film people the crit the the film producers we are like okay here's this idea here's this idea and then finally we get the producers saying idea and then we see it in front of us on the screen so what happened is 
Mikula finally gives birth freaking after a billion years and they are supposed to go to their big concert, but they refuse to leave the hospital until Ni- Nicola, <laughs> Nicola, 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 Nicola uh, gives birth and then they, they say they're like, no, we're not leaving. Um, so I think she has the baby eventually. And then they have to rush through London to get to the um, Albert Hall. And, you know, it is a sight to see. It's like, you know, basically Victoria is driving the bus and all hell breaks loose. This was <laughs> scary. This is a this isn't even just a normal car. This is a double decker bus. Like you probably need a special license to drive this, Stuart. Do you know? Do double decker buses uh, need a I'm, I'm going to wager yes. Um, but based on how I've seen double decker buses being driven in London, <laughs> probably I don't even think they have a license. Okay, we need they we need to know at speed. We need to know for the Americans, like how many like double decker buses are around? Like, are, you- are there are they everywhere you turn? I mean, oh, it's, oh, like most, nearly every single bus in Central London is double decker bus. Like, I'd say it's probably like a ninety. Do they have the open tops so you could like? You, no, no, no. Those are for the tourists. Yeah, but like all of the ones that like sort of are used for like the, all the big red buses and stuff like that. Wait, so proper like, transit uh, commuter buses are also double deckers? Yeah. Oh, okay. What if they tip over? Jessica, this is the thing a, they they take them at heavy, Sarah. they take them at like ridiculous speeds around corners and i've been in buses where i've been like literally holding on for dear life yeah never it counted this one falling wild over to me but then saying that would now, i be here if all... one had fallen over who knows this is what Stuart's gonna think about for the rest of his life yeah thank you, you for can. that paranoia yeah. <laughs> You can go to, I, I think that in big cities, they also do have tourist double-decker buses. Like, they're all over New York City. I think I've seen them in New Orleans. I think I've seen them in LA. And, yeah, so I think, I mean, but not not a commuter bus. That is surprising to me. Mm-hmm. You're missing out. There's like no better joy than sitting at the front of a double deck bus. I feel like I you're feel driving. Like, I feel like, I think I would get sick. Oh, does London have those boats that go from the land to the sea? A duck boats. Yeah, yes. the duck boats. <laughs> that yeah, <laughs> notoriously, notoriously, uh, one got stuck on the water and uh, was on fire. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's a that's it a bad was on fire. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Escalated real, real that quick. Did. That escalated very quickly. Yeah. All right. Well, thank goodness that that did not happen because Victoria somehow got everybody to the rocky steps for the performance just in time mm-hmm. but first a policeman came and tried to like arrest them for criminal charges i mean bad driving i don't know disturbing the pigeons disturbing the pigeons is that a thing no just, <laughs> oh. just the, i have a question i don't know what the brits do <laughs> well okay it's the whole disturbing the pigeons. so uh it was well known that the swans belong to the queen. I assume King Charles now owns the swans. Is it not the same with pigeons? Do we not care about the pigeons? Okay, this so back in the day, like um, 
the Trafalgar Square, which is right in the centre of London, um, big kind of like open area with like big fountains and things like that, used to be swarmed with pigeons because there used to be these sellers that would sell seeds and then like to tourists and they'd go mm. and feed all the pigeons. Yes. And then we had a London mayor that was elected. It was the first time like a real position of power of politics was given to an individual to rule over London to like kind of like do a London specific role. And do you know what he did? Killed the pigeons? He got, he got rid of the pigeons. <gasps> How did he get rid of the pigeons? What do you think? Banned the seed sellers and and then started putting up like the little spiky things to stop them <gasps> landing. Yeah. And now there's wow. no pigeons. That's horrible. Square. I must admit, there is a massive lack of pigeon poo everywhere, which is kind of good. Okay, so basically, um, his stance was don't feed the birds. Yes, the absolute antithesis of Mary Poppins. Toppins. Uh, (laughs) What's Toppins? 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 Oppins. Oh, Toppins. Toppins. It's a, it's a unit of currency that's like really, really old. Oh, is that why people say pence? Yes. That's di- Top, Top pence. Oh! Top. I always See, thought it's it was an educational tuppence. podcast. Like, really, we're so educational here, you don't even know. Mm-hmm. Teach things every day. Well, thank goodness, because they stood up to the <laughs> police officers and said. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh huh. Do not arrest us. We have to sing Spice Up Your Life on yeah. stage. And somehow that works. And then they get to sing. And then this is where uh, my Facebook um, movie cut out the audio. So I really don't know what happened for the rest of it until we come back in the credits where <laughs> something else is happening. But, um, yeah so well we need to say though what our favorite spice girl song is right for the oh yeah i mean of of course okay well you want me to go first yeah you're going first um gotta be viva forever that is i love that song and i love the music video with the little fairies and it's just like such a bop and it's a little sad which gets me in the mood to cry um love <laughs> you think you're gonna say KJ in the mood but instead to cry, cry. Um, it's so good um and then i don't know do you need me to tell you like a like a fun one i mean i asked for your favorite so your favorite okay. is the sad one okay i, I answered the question then okay Stuart, <laughs> what's your favorite spice girl song um i will absolutely shout this uh from the rooftops who do you think you are yeah, it's who do you think hands you down the biggest bop. I don't even um, know if I know that. Song. Oh my god, Jessica! Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know. Uh, Wait, sing a sing a verse of it. Maybe I'll know it. Who do you think are do do boop 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 boop? I don't know the words. Oh, like it's the one that they performed at the Brit Awards. It's the one where Jerry wore the iconic Union Jack dress. Um, they won like a ton of Brit Awards that year. Um, they caused a load of arguments with kind of other leading British uh, artists and stuff like that because they were like getting kind of like a little bit kind of like ballsy and were like getting a bit cocky and full of themselves which was uh, really good because they were like going up against all the rock bands of like oh yeah we don't like the Spice Girls because they're pop (gasps) and they were just like yeah whatever we're winning everything go away leave us alone yeah you're stupid you don't know anything um Jessica how about you 
So I will admit, I don't know as many like Spice Girl songs as the both of you. However, like I know enough of them. I really, I mean, I got to go with like the most basic answer possible and say wannabe because it's just mm-hmm. so catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Of but course. Stuart is full on grimacing. <laughs> I grimacing. Think it's the worst song. What if I say, what if I say spice up your life instead? How does that was? Spice up your life. So, perfectly acceptable. Okay. And my I favorite mean... is spice up your life. Obviously. I did never <laughs> said anything else. But from a choice of like three albums that were released over like what two years, I, mean, that's I don't a limited know. Like, back I don't really. They like really crashed and fell, didn't they? Uh-huh. Well, that's what I was. Okay, so I was looking at this because I was wondering. I'm like, well, why was it that like certain things I was into and not Spice Girls? And I looked up like the they like fell apart around like ninety eight, ninety nine dreams which is like one of the i remember really being into britney spears and everything but like i remember dreams was one that like or dreams not even dreams dream uh they were like 2000 2001 so like i i missed it by like a year i think i really missed the craze mm-hmm. yeah because like um, yeah. jerry had left in in like after this film was released uh she left in like 97 which is when like viva forever came out there was a whole thing with the video with like yeah, five because... of the fairies and only four of them like flew off or something like that. Oh, I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. So it was like they burned bright and like the spice like kind of fever was huge, but it was really intense, but for a really short period of time. And it feels like they've been around forever because they're kind of like, because they were so kind of massive. But mm-hmm. yeah, they fell apart really quickly. It's such a short run. It's they wild. needed. They. I mean, what, like, why did Ginger leave? Like, she wanted a solo career. She didn't want to. I don't know. I had to like. I, I mean, is the most is the most famous Spice Girl still posh? Oh, you mean who has the most like international fame? Like, yeah, like who, but who, yeah. So she. I think that Victoria Beckham um, marrying David Beckham is kind of like how. Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt propelled each other into fame. Yeah, it's like yeah, because he's just a soccer player. Like, who even talks uh, about him if not for? Okay, he (laughs) is a very famous British football player. Probably yes. So, like in (laughs) in those circles, he's extremely famous. It would be kind of like us saying, like, oh, who's Tom Brady? You know what I mean? Like, it's a big deal. Like, it's a household name. Is he as gross as Tom Brady is the question? No, they their love is beautiful. Like he okay, good. He was they've been together since they were like in their twenties, and they love each other. There is this quote that he said because he was like somebody asked him at one point, like, you can have like any girl in the world, like, what stops you from like having a wandering eye? And he's like, well, Victoria is my best friend. Like, why would I ever want to hurt Aww. my best friend? That's adorable. They and have a son named Brooklyn and a son named Romeo. Romeo, and they have a girl too. And a son named Cruz and a daughter named Harper. Yeah, so they have four kids. Holy and crap. uh the el- uh did Romeo or Brooklyn get married? Brooklyn. Brooklyn got married to like this little socialite who's like a rich bitch. And like I don't know. Like they just had their wedding a few years ago and uh, or uh, within the last year rather and it was like pretty fabulous. Um so I definitely think that she's the biggest household name, but I don't like and she of course, you know, she's a model, she does she's a spokeswoman, she has her own fashion line. Um, we have 
of course had Mel B really doing the TV circuits of yeah. what, what was it? Was it um like America's Got Talent or the Britain's X Got- Factor? Oh, X Factor. America's Got Talent. I think that one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been on like a lot of the UK versions of like the mm-hmm. you know whatever she was on masked singer australia apparently Mm -hmm. yeah so she's doing that circuit uh didn't she have a who did she have a baby with and there was like big drama there eddie Um, murphy eddie murphy yeah yeah and he didn't i believe he denied everything yeah yeah. really that's a sad story but mel c as we mentioned earlier she probably had the most successful solo music career um Oh, whoa. Sorry. I'm looking at this Eddie Murphy thing. On In 2007, a court-ordered DNA test confirmed that Eddie Murphy was the child's father. You are the father. Uh, he admitted paternity and indicated that he and Brown, Mel Brown, had reached a paternity settlement of $7 million. There we go, Eddie Murphy. I gotta find me some rich person to just have a baby with so I could get $7 million? Seven or seventy. Seven. Oh, I thought it was 70. I wish oh, it was 70. I'm sorry. Are you just like bringing up your nose at $7 million? <laughs> no, no. Is I $7 million dollars enough to sleep with Eddie Murphy, though? No, that's true. <laughs> like, you know he does all the voices like for all the oh, comedy no! characters. <laughs> he shreks her. <laughs> oh, oh my no gosh. oh my gosh. Uh, uh, yeah, so Mel C, in my opinion, probably has the most successful solo music career. Um, I mean, like Ginger's famous for just like being Ginger Spice. Like she was kind okay. of the leader, but I feel like she did. She do like kind of what? What she? What was she up to? Am I? So she she was obviously the first one to leave, and then she yeah. launched her uh, solo career, which was kind of weird because. Uh, when she first did it, she had this like leading sing- uh, single that like everyone just thought was really um, awful. Ended up being um, a bit of a kind of like low key hit with uh, like the gay community. Like sort of they kind of bought into the campness of the video and everything like that. And then she went through this like cycle of like different looks she tried to like madonna it a little bit with like having a different look for like different mm. releases and things like that and she ended up having a number of like hits and stuff she had this um oh she had the music video that was like uh, a rip off of uh, fame uh that was was it raining men i think she did the cover of for that oh i don't remember and then she also that. had this other single called i think it's michiko latino I don't remember um, any of this. Must have been big in Britain because at least yeah, those ones were like big ish hits. Um, but then, like, sort of what's really strange now is that she is now pursuing this almost um, very kind of like housewifey like aesthetic and like TV persona. And she's married a kind of billionaire that's made all the money from like Formula One racing, uh, which is why she's now rebranded as Jerry Horner um now and she's oh, very Jerry prim and proper Horner. and she does horse riding wow is she trying to be a mommy youtuber 
not I, I would mean? not put it past her like she she really yeah. notoriously once put out a kind of i think it was like a string of tweets basically talking about how wonderful it was traveling on the london underground and everyone was like you're so detached <laughs> from reality if you're giving us advice on how to use the tube did you did you all know that there's this insane thing <laughs> about this train that's underground and get you from point a to point b wild just wild you would never have thought it to be so and then lastly like baby spice i don't know what she's doing she's just a baby just a baby she um yeah she uh she kind of um released uh i think like a couple of hits uh which again i'm guessing only kind of made it into the uk charts there was like a collaboration with a small man called i think tintin out was oh my god in 2019 called? she released her the first single of the new album baby please don't stop okay and then, wasn't that big of a hit um and ever since um i think she's done like some uk radio gigs um tv appearances and things like that but other than that hasn't done a great deal but this also i believe happily married with a guy from a uk band called damage who is now a chef if i remember rightly sarah did you know that in 1997 she was briefly linked to leonardo dicaprio i did not i did Mm. not know that but then she got too old yeah Yeah, exactly no she she turned 26 yeah apparently she is married uh to someone named bunton Oh, that's her last name. Oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Jade Jones. Uh, It's so many, but I'm like, that's that's her last name. I was reading. I got confused when they only put last names. Jade Uh, Jones, which is a British singer from the band Damage. Is that the one you were talking about, Stuart? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, the the knowledge is deep and vast, but it's very hazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she has endometriosis. That's sad. Um, Well... That's the Spice Girls movie, Spice <laughs> World. Spice up your life. Uh, so, yeah, main, main takeaways. I mean, like, this movie made total sense. I just think that it's, like, it's very much plays into, like, the mania that people have when they yeah. get obsessed with a celebrity or a musical star. And I think that it's something, it's so interesting because it's been, like, this way, this way since the beginning of time. I mean... There's footage of girls fainting at Elvis at the Beatles. And then there's the whole era of the boy band and the girl band. And now people are obsessed with like BTS or it was One Direction or Taylor Swift. And it's just like, you know, it's this feeling of like having mania over a celebrity um, and how like out of body that experience must be for these people that are seemingly just trying to make money and have a career and be normal um how crazy it is so it's kind of interesting Stuart. that it's kind of like a spin on like making fun of the mania behind fandom i mean it's 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 a display of what happens when you have so much popularity that you're thrown every possible offer because I mean, I imagine this was not the only film offer they ever had, but they mm-hmm. must've been given tons and they just said, no, we're going to do it on our own terms. We're going to have something stupid. It's going to be something that we're going to enjoy doing. And we don't care if it's going to be a, an Academy award worthy, uh, like mm-hmm. kind of uh, picture. 
we're going to do something that's going to be fun and we're going to enjoy it because we know that the audience are going to eat it up because our time here at the top is going to be fleeting. So let's just make the most of it. And this is why I think that all of the uh, massive amount, I looked at the INDB ratings and there's like sort of the two clear bars. There's like 10 out of 10 and one out of 10. (laughs) And all of the one out of 10 are people that are taking this seriously. This film is not to be taken seriously at all. It's a quirky camp romp. And if you go in with the mindset of this is absurd, but I'm going to go along with it and enjoy it, then it's it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It is a wild movie. It's I I do think it. This is a movie very clearly meant for people who already love the Spice Girls, right? Like I don't know that they're converting fans with this movie. I feel like it is like a movie that you watch if you love the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Not having a ton of knowledge about the Spice Girls, I found it very hard to follow. Enjoyable, very hard to follow. What in the world is going on in this movie? Um, I am very sad, Sarah, to announce that Josie and the Pussycats is a 2001 movie because that movie is near and dear to my heart. Also has Alan coming in it, has Mm -hmm. Parker Posey, Rosario Dawson, Tara Reid, like some big, big, big names in that movie, which was, in my opinion, I think you're you're missing like the main character, Rachel. Oh, sorry. Rachel Lee Cook. Of course. Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from She's All That, obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Sass TM could come out any day. You never Sass. know. Can you tell the people what the hell that means? Because no one's going to understand what that is. Uh, Sass TM is uh, shit off shows taught me. There you go. Sass TM. Mm-hmm. Let us know if, what, yeah. what you just want. <gasps> uh, no, no, no. I mean, I have some other recommendations as well. But yeah. For recommendations? Instead for of Sass TM. Like other oh, Ooh, what is it? Oh my gosh. What? Um, you already you said <gasps> like you can't just gasp on the I podcast. Got, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got excited. Well, I did too when you gasped. I know. I love a gasp. I know. And, and it's so infrequent. Oh, okay. Uh you ought to know or shit you ought to know. Like a lot more set. Yeah, kinda. You, you, you ought to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Osmore says the best. Anyway, Stuart, thank you for bringing the British correspondent and just being lovely as always and joining us for this just chaos as usual. Um, where can people find you? Because you recently changed your Twitter handle, Stuart. I finally made it so that I can say it on things like this and not have to like explain that there's like three O's or anything. So yeah, I'm on Twitter at Stuart Drinks Tea. Um, I thought I'd lean into the you know the stereotype. Mm-hmm. Other than on Twitter and stuff, uh, been on a couple of these episodes. We reviewed Harriet the Spy yonks ago, Boy Meets World. Um, additionally to that, was recently on PSR, review, uh, kind of covering a bit of Succession, Billy Yellow Jackets with you, Jess, which was a lot of yes. fun. Yes. But yeah. Both shows you... I bullied you into watching. Both shows are fantastic. Everyone should watch both of those shows. Yeah. I hate to admit it when you're right, but yeah, you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really was. I love being right. It's like just the best feeling ever. Um, so go follow Stuart. Give him a follow. He does amazing like Dungeons and Dragons stuff. And I'm bullying him more and more to be on more podcasts because I think he's delightful and he should be on more podcasts. Sarah, where can people find you? What are you doing? Uh, I'm here. You know, 
Uh, we're, I, you know, shit 90 shows at gmail.com and mm-hmm. shit 90s pod, shit pods everywhere. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Shit pods uh, network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The big corporations. Uh, and it just makes it sound like you're doing shit pods everywhere. We're just shitting out pods everywhere. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we got that. And then also, uh, because this was, it's gonna be May. No, you no, you have to full force it. Otherwise, it sounds so sad. Okay, then you do it because I, I have it's no gonna zest. be May. Thank you. You're I have welcome. no zest. Um, <laughs> we are covering another music based movie. Um, later this month. So keep your eyes out. Wait, we for need to that. announce what it is so that people can get excited. Oh, okay. Let's get excited. Okay, so we, we are. Oh, sorry. So, so organic. <laughs> Let's get excited. Oh. Uh, we are covering Selena with our good friend Felipe. So very excited. Very excited. I don't know that we've done a ton Selena. of J Lo. Mm-mm. Like I feel like we have not covered a ton of J Lo stuff. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So this wait, hold on. Did you see those pictures of Ben and Jen fighting on the red carpet over the weekend? I okay, I did see one, and I thought was a maybe it was like a TikTok or a clip or something. Um, I mean, Mom I think and this Dad was a couple fighting. that like everyone wanted to be together, right? Of course we do, but they were spicing it up and did you see the it was like this is why two leos should not date because, <gasps> they're both leos yeah because like they'll it's never wonderful. like not admit one that needs the spotlight over the other yeah. you can't or, have two yeah leos. or has to be right all the time like yeah. it's just Mm-mm. butting heads, i would so. never date a me absolutely not never Oof, that sounds no. like a horror story it truly would be <laughs> um, the whole it would just combust so yeah we got that going on um yeah i have some psr stuff coming up in the future that i'll announce in a few weeks and uh that's that's on me what's on you uh succession in yellow jackets is pretty much the tea i guested on pusher recaps theater talking about are you there god it's me margaret which was go see that film if it's still in theaters near you um just go see it bring bring like your niece or your nephew or if you have a kid bring that kid you know not don't just find a kid but like if you have a adolescent to bring to this film you should because i personally feel like it is one of the best coming of age movies i've seen in a very long time um so go it's very cute it's adorable it's very heartwarming it's very emotional it's really really good so go see that movie um but yeah that's all i'm doing at the just sterling on twitter oh and i started I, i i have a twitch um i've streamed once if you want to if you want to follow twitch.tv slash the just sterling I'm try- I'm going to be doing The Last of Us 2 in just a couple of weeks. So I've been doing a couple tester streams to make sure I know what the hell I'm up to before I have to make it count. You know what I mean? Um, so go check me out there and maybe I'll stream and then you'll get to see it and we can chat and it'll be fun. And that's pretty much everything. And you can find us at Shinani's Pod on Twitter and Instagram and shinani'spod.com and we're shitting out pods according to Sarah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else, Sarah? I think that's everything. No, that's that's it. Sarah looks so thrilled to be here. Can't you just see it on her face, Stuart? Look at her. She's just a little shiny beacon of hope over there. Anyway, thank you everyone <laughs> for listening to this ridiculous podcast about a movie that is also ridiculous. We're going to talk to you all next time. Have a good one, everybody. Goodbye. Just ask. 90 shows taught me. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.